Hanukkah. 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 You're listening to Hanukkah Podcast, highlighting citizen Potawatomi Nation issues, members, and more. Paige Willett and Adesh Nakas, Borewadme Ndao. I'm your host, Paige Willett, CPN tribal member and employee. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and rate us. This episode discusses the health and cultural importance of strawberries and shines a light on the new Potawatomi Fire Dance teams. We also talk with a tribal member and leader who recently became director of CPN's Workforce Development and Social Services Department. Nishnabe referred to June as the Demengizis or Strawberry Moon. Harvesting berries signified the beginning of Niben or summer, which translates to the time of plenty. Potawatomi knew the berries' health benefits as well. Tribal members have highly regarded one of the season's naturally sweet treats for hundreds of years or longer. Citizen Potawatomi Language Department Director Justin Neely said Potawatomi ancestors chose Demon to represent the summer for a reason. And obviously they were important enough uh, item to our diets or to our lives to where people were like, hey, that's the month that we do that. You know, so it's something that we wanted to kind of take notice of. There's, I'm sure, other things that were ripening at a similar time, but the strawberry has always been an important uh, fruit for us. So. Citizen Potawatomi Nation's Cultural Heritage Center Director Dr. Kelly Mosteller pointed out the difference between growing seasons in Nishnabe homelands and where the U.S. government forced Potawatomi to relocate, present-day Oklahoma. Strawberries, in particular, ripen a little bit later in the Great Lakes region than they do here in Oklahoma. We start to see strawberries you know, pretty early in the summer, late, late spring, summer, so you know, recognizing June, the height of berry season, it's, it's, it's nice because it's a time where they're everywhere. By June, you have strawberries all over. In Borewabmimwen, or the Potawatomi language, the word demon translates to heartberry, named for its shape. Potawatomi often use them to break a fast, in ceremonies, or to celebrate a woman's moon time. Bears also covet strawberries and come out of winter hibernation to feast on them. For Dr. Mosteller, that adds up to many layers of meaning. It's shape, in the shape of a heart, the, the importance that it has for women, the importance that it does have back to some of our clan animals like bears. Um, you know, it just, it really, I think, is that visual cue that everything's alive again and everything is growing and abundance is everywhere and that the Creator's providing. Different berries were also one of the few naturally sweet foods Potawatomi enjoyed hundreds of years ago, along with maple syrup and honey. Neely called them a deserved treat, especially during celebrations. Um, in the summertime was when we would get together and have a lot of feasts, and we would have get-togethers between different clans and different groups of, of people, and so I'm sure it was a, a central uh, part of those dishes that we would eat when, when we met with uh, different folks from different areas. Nishinaabe people ate several types of berries because they knew their positive health effects. Harvard Medical School professor Dr. Eric Rim led a study about the health effects of strawberries for the Harvard School of Public Health. He told Harvard Health Publishing in 2013 that the research showed, 
Quote, the sooner people start the type of diet that includes a higher intake of blueberries and strawberries, the better. Nishnabek people have been eating berries for those benefits for centuries. Neely notes they played an essential role in a much more rounded and healthy diet Potawatomi ate in the Great Lakes comprised of fruits, nuts, fish, vegetables, and wild game. I enjoy a good strawberry, but yeah, strawberries are uh, just a, a good food and they're filled with uh, good nutrients and things like that. I think the more fruits and uh, natural game and uh, nuts and things that we can add to our diet, I think the better off we are to get away from some of that uh, processed food. Demon not only show the shape of the human heart, but they hold nutrients essential to the organ itself. Dr. Rim's research followed nearly 95,000 women ages 25 to 42 and their various food intakes for 18 years. As a low-risk segment of the population for heart attacks, they made an ideal sample set. Harvard Health reported that women who ate the fewest blueberries and strawberries were at increased risk of heart attack, and those who ate the most were 34% less likely to suffer one than those who ate the least. In 2011, the United States Department of Agriculture database noted strawberries heightened levels of vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals, or plant compounds good for the human body. That includes a group of metabolites called flavonoids, according to Harvard Health, with one chemical compound in particular called anthocyanins that can help lower blood pressure and increase the elasticity of blood vessels along with antioxidant properties. John Hopkins Medicine also agrees with the health benefits of strawberries and points out the importance of ingesting them at a reasonable level as part of a rounded diet, about two to three cups a week. Fresh is always better as opposed to consuming the nutrients through supplements. Neely said to maintain a healthy lifestyle, the Nishnabe people ate the rainbow, which of course included strawberries. I definitely think that strawberries... Uh, definitely a tribute to that Minope mods when that good life or that good health uh, that our people would have had. But, uh, damn it, strawberries taste good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Explore the Cultural Heritage Center's online encyclopedia at cpn.news backslash encyclopedia. Citizen Potawatomi Nation's professional basketball team, the Potawatomi Fire, recently wrapped up their first season during playoffs. There were several dance squads of all ages cheering them on the entire time. The Fire Girls, the Heat, and the Sparklers. So many Heat and Fire references, and I love them all. CPN Public Information Communications Coordinator Rachel Vishnoff interviewed dance team members and coaches, and watched performances on the court throughout the season and sat down to talk with us about it all. Now, Rachel, you are a bit of a dance aficionado, and while you're part of the public information department here at the Tribe, you also have a second master's degree from NYU in performance studies with an emphasis in dance. Yeah, so I grew up dancing and competing um, here in Oklahoma, actually, in precision dance styles and continued to do that in college um, and also took up coaching while I was in college. And my degree is really just an extension of all of that, like really digging into the history and culture of a lot of these precision dance teams that you see at sporting events throughout the U.S. and in particular in the Oklahoma and Texas areas. So what made you excited to learn about all of the dance teams with the fire? 
I coached for several years in college, as I mentioned, and I loved that so, so much. But I did unfortunately have to stop coaching um, when the pandemic hit. And so I have been missing coaching and dancing quite a bit. And so when I heard that there would be fire dance teams um, alongside this new basketball team, I knew I had to check it out and see what it was all about. Um, It's been really great to watch so far. What makes the Pottawatomie fire dance teams unique? So something that I think is really remarkable about the fire dance teams is that there's really um, an opportunity for dancers of every age level and every experience level. So the Sparklers are the youngest team and they are made up of dancers from nine to 12 years old and they perform like really high energy jazz styles. Then there's the Heat that is the high school level um, hip hop group. And the Fire Girls are the professional dance entertainment for the Potawatomi Fire. So those are all young adult dancers making steps in their career. Um, and they perform, you know, palm and jazz and kick line and really exciting styles like that. So I think that that's just the the range of opportunities is something that is truly incredible about the Fire and pretty unique among dance teams like this. So tell me about the involvement of some tribal members with the dance teams. What have you seen? Yeah, so tribal member Hyper White Cotton is actually a member of the Heat team, which is the high school hip hop team. And um, I got to talk with her about kind of that experience, what it was like trying out and what it's been like performing with the team. Um, And she was really, really excited to be involved with the tribe in this way. Um, And also just really excited to expand her repertoire as a dancer and expand some of her skill sets. She told me a lot about how she enjoys dance because of the kind of range it gives her for expression, everything from softer, more fluid themes to hard-hitting accents, different personas that you get to take on in different dance settings. Um, And hip-hop is a style that she'd like taken some classes in but hadn't gotten the opportunity to really train and perform in at this level. And so she was really excited about the opportunity to take on this new style, see what this new performance um, venue felt like for her and expand all of her experiences in those ways and has had just a great time doing that so far. I keep saying it but it's just really fun and makes me smile and I'm just like laughing while we're all dancing on the side. You also talked to the dance team's coach. What did you learn from her? Yes I did. I have the opportunity to speak with Honesty Parks who's the owner and director of Dreamcatchers Dance Studio in Shawnee, Oklahoma and also the entertainment director for The Fire. She told me about how she's always wanted to be a dance instructor, even since she was a young dancer herself. Um, You know, some dancers know they want to be a dancer growing up, and she knew she wanted to be a dance instructor. She wanted to be able to create works in that way. She wanted to be able to see dancers light up when they experience mastering a technique or a a skill for the first time. It's a big accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. And as a coach myself, those are some of my favorite moments, seeing them just, you know, light up um, when something finally clicks. And she also talked about how being a role model is really important um, to her and her relationship with all of her dancers and with her community. I love relationships more than anything else. I think at the end of your road, that is really what you have, what you are left with. Yeah, she's really excited about the opportunities that the fire dance provides for dancers in the area. And she's also really excited about the opportunity to give back to the community. Yeah, because overall, this is a, sort of a unique opportunity for dancers in a rural community, right? This is a dream come true for dancers in this kind of area. For professional dancers, opportunities like this um, to perform at this level with this level of regularity, with this level of intensity and prestige are next to unheard of. 
in rural areas like this, especially. Um, and then for younger dancers too, whether they want to go on to a professional career or not, uh, performing in a sports setting is totally different from anything they might find at their studio or their dance competitions or something like that. There's so many moving pieces to say a basketball game. Um, and so dancers have to be alert and ready to react to whatever's happening on the court to interact with the crowd. The energy is just entirely different. It's very different from your like two minute performance on a competition stage where everything's pretty controlled and you know exactly what to expect. It's really a professional level skill to be able to react and adapt in the moment like that in a sports setting. And so getting the opportunity to perform at such an exciting venue and then getting the opportunity to develop these skills, you know, definitely would help them if they want to be professional, pre-professional dancers, but also benefit dancers in all areas of their life. It's, I think, just a really rich addition to the opportunities that dancers in this area have. So you got to see the Heat's first performance, which is the high school age team um, during the Potawatomi Fire's first home game. How was it? I did. So Piper mentioned that she really enjoyed being part of something so professional and growing her skill set. And it really, really, really showed in that first performance. You have to learn all the moves. You have to all be together so you don't have to just know them, but you have to know when you're supposed to do them. And you have to make sure not to hit anybody. You have to be conscious at all times. You have to know someone's behind you, even though you can't look. You know, she was a complete natural and hit all the different levels and all the different movement qualities um, that their piece required so effortlessly and smoothly. Um, hit all the accents with confidence and attack. So it was really, really incredible to see her shine in that capacity. What are you liking most about the dance teams so far? I have been really impressed so far with um, the team's precision and energy throughout their entire performances. They wore these Potawatomi fire hoodies at that first game that were like bedazzled with rhinestones, uh, which really made it pop. The choreography, I think, was also really, really effective and made great use of the court, moving from you know a simple grid into a column, into this kind of V formation that unfolded. And sometimes half of the dancers would face you know the opposite team's sideline and things like this. That's just a really important element for any time you're choreographing or performing in a space like this is to use those dynamics. And that was incredibly well done from a choreography level, from the team's execution. I was very impressed with that. What is next for the Potawatomi Fire Dancers? Uh, well, right now they're finishing up the regular season. There's the potential for playoffs and next season and figuring out what that's going to look like. It's been an exciting first season. I'm sure they're all already thinking about what the future might hold for them. Well, thank you, Rachel, for talking to me about the dance teams and uh, how exciting what they're bringing to the Potawatomi Fire is. Yeah, thanks for having me. Follow the fire on social media at Potawatomi Fire and visit PotawatomiFire.com. You can also follow the fire dance teams at Fire Dance Team OK on Instagram. Margaret Zintek began working for Citizen Potawatomi Nation in 1997, bringing tribal member social services and helping build what is now the Workforce Development and Social Services Department. She was recently named the department director after a career of accolades and hard work, including being the 14th CPN tribal member to be named an AARP Indian Elder Honoree in October 2019. Hanukkah Podcast spoke with her about this newest title and her continued vigor to serve Indigenous peoples in Central Oklahoma and across the country. 
Margaret Zentek was named the Workforce Development and Social Services Department Director at the end of 2021 after previous director Carol Clay Levi retired in October. With her attention always on the needs of the Citizen Potawatomi Nation and its members, she has already hit the ground running, thinking of new ways to expand employment and training programs. Zentech is excited about the possibilities and always seeks to learn something new. I feel that we've grown and we continue to grow, and some of those achievements that Carol and I have been able to uh, cause to happen or been an instrumental part in those changes nationally are coming to fruition. Zintec is ready to meet those challenges. That includes the effort to renegotiate the Memorandum of Agreement on Public Law 102-477. According to the Bureau of Indian Affairs, the federal legislation gives federally recognized tribes, quote, the authority to integrate federal employment, training, and related services that they provide to tribal members. However, tribal nations did not have an opportunity to provide input on the 2017 Memorandum of Agreement, resulting in re-implementation of many harmful practices that the tribes had originally sought to fix. Zintec said the corrections on the national level they have been advocating for are coming to a head. Vice President Kamala Harris announced to in the Tribal Leadership Conference this last fall the MOA was going to be opened and renegotiated. Directive from the White House is telling the agencies, you will have tribes at the table, and this MOA will be renegotiated. It's in the formation stage of how that will happen right now. She said the department considers how it can meet various needs from support for veterans to encouraging safe and healthy families. Tribal workforce leaders like Zintec believe some changes are needed at the federal level. The Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program, or LIHEAP, helps with residential winter heating and summer cooling costs. The program also includes an education component and weatherization. However, Zintec said federal restrictions can sometimes complicate program administration. Our viewpoint is it's the same people we're serving with all of our workforce and social services. Why do I have to manage it separately? I can't pay for you to do other jobs with another federal funds, when in actuality, they're serving the same set of clients. We believe it makes sense at the tribe that LIHEAP be included in 477. Zintek also identified another area that needs federal changes. When she and her staff noticed more clients with a history of felony convictions, they sought to expand the program. And they are a client that needs an intensive service. They need more help to get on their feet uh, and get jobs. So we went after that. But we're one of the few tribes in the nation, if not the only tribe in the nation, that modeled our reentry, connected to get a job, help yourself. We'll help you with a helping hand. She and her staff also take time to celebrate the successes they've experienced. They just held their fourth annual community baby shower. More than 800 people attended this year's event, and partner agencies included the Absentee Shawnee Tribe, Legacy Parenting, the Oklahoma Department of Human Services, and others. More than 30 vendors set up booths. Lots of positive reviews from the community, the people who attended, and the agencies who participated already 
eagerly saying, put me down for next year. I wasn't involved in this one, but I want to be next year. Where are we going to hold it next time? Outside of workforce development and social services, one of Zintec's favorite tribal programs is the Potawatomi Leadership Program. It was born after Chairman John Rocky Barrett and Vice Chairman Linda Capps thought the nation could do more to develop the next generation of Potawatomi leaders. The PLP is held for six weeks in late June during the Family Reunion Festival. It selects eight to ten tribal members who just graduated high school or finished their first year of college from around the country, bringing them to Shawnee to learn about CPN government, culture, and economic development. The participants stay at the Sharp House, a CPN property close to tribal headquarters. Zintek jokes that she really wasn't paying attention in a meeting when the need for a PLP house mother was being discussed, and then she was nominated for the position. She has been the house mother for about 15 years. She said the experience shows participants how the nation's government works, how it provides vital services, and CPN's rich history. We were teaching them, here's a place, if you're interested, you can come back and work at. Here's a place that as you go, take this knowledge back to your family and share it. We have legislative meetings across the country. Come to your meeting. Come to your regional meeting. But you now know what it is that we do and why we do it and help us share that. She enjoys getting to know all the program participants while they're in Shawnee and hearing updates from them after they've returned home. Those kids, though, each year had something unique to speak about. Um, I always enjoy visiting with the youth. I always have learned something new that I didn't know or experienced something. With her unique perspective, Zintec is looking forward to serving CPN as it continues its growth and helping youth prepare to lead the nation in the coming years. Learn more about workforce development and social services at cpn.news backslash workforce. Read information and apply for the Potawatomi Leadership Program at plp.potawatomi.org. It's time for learning language when the CPN Language Department joins us to teach vocabulary, songs, stories, and more. In this segment, Department Director Justin Neely lays out how to do a personal introduction in Bodewad Mimwen. Bojo, Justin Neely Dejnikas, Bodewad Mimdao. Um, we're going to do some introductions today. I didn't go into my full introduction there. I just wanted to give you a little taste of it, but I want you to, to be able to introduce yourself. A lot of people, they, they find the need or the desire to introduce themselves, whether it's at a meeting or if they're going to ceremony, they like to introduce themselves. And kind of the way that you go about introducing yourself, uh, you might go into a little more detail about certain things if you're at ceremony we're in a, at a like a conference where you have people that don't speak the language. You may want to go into more detail, like like who you are, like name wise and English, whatnot. But something that's always good to start off with is you know bojo, bojo being hello, and then jayak everyone. So you can say bojo jayak, bojo jayak. Another way you can say everyone is jakwie. So you can say bojo jakwie if you want to change it up a little bit. Bojo jayak or bojo jakwie. And then, like I said, if you're standing up like at a conference or something, you normal normal thing you would say in English is like, "How is everybody? How are y'all doing?" You know, "Nijina ginwa, Nijina ginwa." How are you all? Nijina ginwa. And then another thing that 
makes logical sense to say it at a conference would be or, or a meeting would be Minogish get gom. Minogish get gom. It's a nice day or it's a beautiful day today. Minogish get gom. Minogish get gom. And the next thing I got is how to say I want to introduce myself. I want to tell you who I am. So you'd say, Nedwin Don, Ewidemoyan, Eyaoyan. I want to tell you who I am. Nedwin Don, Ewidemoyan, Eyaoyan. So Nedwin Don, I want, Nedwin Don, Ewidemoyan, to tell, Ewidemoyan, Eyaoyan, who I am, Eyaoyan. Nedwin Don, Ewidemoyan, Eyaoyan. So I want to tell you who I am or I want to introduce myself. Now, usually, I usually always introduce my Indian name first. Um, if you don't have an Indian name, you don't have to. You can go right to your English name. But So I usually say, like, Zagnanibi Nadejnakas. I'm called Zagnanibi. And then I'll say, Justin Neely Chimokman Noswin. That means Justin Neely is my, my American name or my white man's name, Chimokman Noswin. Now, if you don't have an Indian name, you can also you could just start with your uh, English name. So I could have said like Justin Neely Nadejnikas. Justin Neely Nadejnikas. But again, I mean, uh, like if you're at ceremony, uh, you're probably just going to say, you might just want to say your Indian name. You might just say, if you have one, you might just say Zagnanibi Nadejnikas. Where if you're at a, a conference or something, you're probably going to want to give them your English name too. You know, Justin Neely Chimokman Noswin. And then what I'll usually say is Nishnabendao. Nishnabendao. And that Nishnabe, that's our word for our original word for ourselves, but today we kind of translate it loosely as kind of indigenous or native. So it's saying I'm I'm native, Nishnabendao. And then Bodewadmindao. Bodewadmindao. I'm Potawatomi. Bodewadmindao. And the reason a lot of times we'll do this, particularly up north, is you have a lot of people that are Anishinaabe or Anishinaabe, like that are Ojibwa or they're Odawa. And this way we can really be specific about who we are. I'm Potawatomi. And then usually I'll then say where I'm from. And this is something where, like I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, so I usually will say Kansas City, Missouri, and Dochbia. Now I've now been down here in Oklahoma almost 17 years, so I may have to flip the switch here eventually and just claim, claim myself from Oklahoma. Uh, but you can either say where you're at the time, or you can say maybe where you originally come from. And then you can say I live in a certain place today. So the simple way to do it would just be Dochbia. So like if you're from California, California, Dochbia. Or if you want to get more specific, you know, San Francisco, California, Dochbia. Wherever you're at, Dochbia. So I come from. And then I usually will say, Shawnee, Oklahoma, Edayan, Odeshopi. Shawnee, Oklahoma, Edayan, Odeshopi. So Edayan means I live at, at this time, Odeshopi, at this time. So if you move around a lot and maybe you don't consider one place like a certain home to you, you might say, you know, I'm from California, California, Dochbia. And then you could say like, uh, you know, Colorado, Edayan, Odejopi, but I'm living in Colorado right now. Maybe you've only been there a couple of years. So the next logical thing for most people, will, they'll say is their, their clan. Now, a lot of people don't know their clans and that's completely understandable. But if you do know your clan, you know, you can say, Jijak on Dodam, I'm Crane Clan, Jijak on Dodam. Or you can just say Jijak Dodam. So you can just say Dodam or O Dodam. Either one's acceptable. So if you were Bear Clan, for example, you would say Mako on Dodam or Mako Dodam. If you're Thunder Clan, you would say 
Jigwe on Dodam, Jigwe on Dodam, or Jigwe Dodam. If you're Eagle Clan, Kano o Dodam, or Kano Dodam. If you're Fish Clan, Gigo o Dodam, or Gigo Dodam. And again, if you don't know your clan, you can say, I don't know my clan. You can just say, Cho Nagakindesin o Dodam. I don't know my clan. Cho Nagakindesin o Dodam. I don't know my clan. Cho Nagakindesin o Dodam. Now, this is kind of just a baseline how you can introduce yourself. Some people like to get a little more elaborate. If you want to get to just the very basics, you could just say, you know, if you have an Indian name or your English name, say your name, Nadej Nakas, where you're from, Dochpia, Bodewad Mindao, I'm Potawatomi. Now, you could also throw in here, um, if you were with a group of Potawatomis, you could actually say, like, what group or band of Potawatomis you come from. like up north, they say band here. It's just, I mean, different groups or tribes of Potawatomi. So, Shishibani, Citizen Potawatomi, Nadebendagwa. So, I'm enrolled. Or you could say, Nadawasipi, uh, you know, Yuran Potawatomi, Nadebendagwa. So, I'm enrolled. Or wherever the person's enrolled, they'll say, like, Nadebendagwa. So, I'm enrolled there. Pokaganuk, Nadebendagwa. Pokagan. Of course, we're Shishibani. So, Shishibani, Nadebendagwa. Sometimes people will say shishibaniak as well versus just shishibani. It's just the plural form of it. Shishibani, shishibaniak, nedebendagwas. I'm enrolled. Citizen Potawatomi. So hopefully that gives you some food for thought and some things to add to your introductions. Um, if you need some more help with it, please don't hesitate to uh, contact me here in the language department and I can help you with your introductions if you'd like. So miigwech, bamapi. For more information and opportunities with language, including self-paced classes, visit cpn.news language. You can find an online dictionary at potawatomidictionary.com, as well as videos on YouTube. There are also Potawatomi courses on the language learning app, Memorize. Hanukkah Podcast is produced and brought to you by Citizen Potawatomi Nation's Public Information Department. Our director is Jennifer Bell. Please share the show with your friends and family members. You can find CPN on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Potawatomi. Visit us on the web and find digital editions of the tribal newspaper at Potawatomi.org. That's P-O-T-A-W-A-T-O-M-I dot org. Thank you, friends. See you later.